Music Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, residents living near the University of Limerick, they're raising concerns around the number of cars they're seeing park in nearby housing estates, rented primarily by students. Anne Sheehan, a resident in Castle Troy, who's been with us on the show before, uh, joins me again uh, to chat about it. Good morning to you, Anne. How are you doing? Very good. Good morning to you, Joe, and thanks for having me on again. You're very welcome. So, where exactly are these cars, Anne? Um, they're primarily in the states um, adjacent to UL. So we're talking about College Court, Milford Grange, uh, Dunalor, Oaklands, Ellen Park. And what we're seeing particularly this year is a number of the houses are rented, what we call HMOs, Houses of Multiple Occupancy, where you can have up to six cars per house. Um, and obviously these estates were only designed with one to two car parks, or one to two car spaces per house, sorry. Um, and what we're saying up to six, we're seeing huge problems with parking um, in the estates. And can I just be clear, um, Anne, is that a difference from before the pandemic or is it just that it has come back to the fore now that there are more students physically on campus again? Um, it's probably a combination of both. But um, what we're seeing now, which we hadn't seen previously, is um, it was taking, last week it was taking up to 35 minutes to get into the estate in Milford Grange, Dunanore. Um, and that was primarily because the streets were blocked with double parking either side of the road. And one resident actually um, counted 35 cars coming out of her little cul-de-sac, uh, which only had eight houses. Um, and again, uh, so is, is that different? I mean, that sort of delay sounds very significant. It is, um, and it, it's a huge difference to previous. Um, previous, you would have seen that kind of delay coming out of UL itself, and a lot of staff, it would have taken them maybe half an hour to get out of UL at prime times in the evening. But now we also have those cars parking in the residential areas to get around that half-hour exit from UL. Um, and while there are a lot of people working from home, um, it does just seem to have exacerbated. Um, so, so, just to be clear, Angie, you, you're yes. saying that it's not necessarily just residents, be they students or otherwise, of these estates, that there, there are others, you know, uh, yeah. who, who are parking there to, for convenience. Yeah, and, and the reason we know their staff is that staff have free uh, parking on campus and they have the little stickers on the windows and a lot of the cars we're seeing actually have the staff um, sticker and, on and, the window. And, and again, I'd ask you, is that different than before that's the pandemic? Di- yeah. So that's, that's why, why, is that, why is that happening? Um, we're not sure why. Um, you know, it's... We had it to a certain extent before the pandemic, but it seems to be um, it seems to be worse now. And we've also written to you well because I took um, myself. I took a walk myself around the campus around half four, and there was no cars in the car parks back near the boathouse and uh, and further back. Um, so it just seems to be kind of for convenience. But you know, you only could, could it yourself- partly be to do with the fact that people were used to no commute and they want to reduce the commute going forward as much as possible. Yeah, it, it could be, and, and it could be as simple as that, but um, I think that's only part of the problem. The bigger one is going to be the, the six to seven cars per house. Um, um, and that's a, right. that's a and big houses issue. of multiple occupancy, I mean, I, again, I would have assumed that that would have been the case traditionally, that, you know, um, um, houses with a number of rooms would have been let to... A number of students and, and they presumably would have had cars where to park 
Um, there, w- there would have been, but what we also seem to see now, and probably because of a reduced accommodation, we're actually seeing some students living out of their cars, as in they have all their clothes that in the boot of the car, and they will go in at night and take a sleeping bag or whatever in, into a car. So I've seen I've seen that in in three uh, three occasions last semester. Um, and I'm not sure whether that's the case for this semester or not. But there just seems to be a general increase in the, Wait a second. the number so, so, of cars. So you're yeah. suggesting that there are students in those houses who are not necessarily renting because of the accommodation crisis. They are yes. sleeping on the floor or, or the, on sofas. Yeah, um, yeah they're, they're couch surfing. That. And, that, yeah. and that's, that's yeah. happening from what you can observe to quite an extent. Yes, it is, yeah, and and more so than we've ever seen before. Um, And for the first time, I've seen somebody in a tent, um, and this was coming up to um, exams last Christmas. So it's a combination of the accommodation crisis as well. You saw somebody in a tent? In the tent, yeah, yeah. Um, In the back garden of one of these homes? Um, no, it was actually on UL campus, so there was... Oh, um, you're not serious, actually. Yeah, yeah, it, it was inside the main gates. Now, we don't know whether there was whether it was the students or if it was somebody just homeless, but we've never, ever seen that in... Uh, and I don't mean to, to sound it snobbish, but we've never seen that in Castle Drive before where people have had to live in tents. Um, and uh, was and that tent there for a while? It was there for three to four weeks, and uh, the tent is actually still there, but but the people have moved on, um, and uh, so it's it showing that the accommodation. I mean, that's pretty is stunning really, now. What you've said, there. it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's completely. And, and, and that would have been reasonably widely known, would it, that this tent was there? Well, it should have been because it was on behind the main driveway into UL, you know. So, um, you know where the flagpoles are. I do indeed. You know, yeah. So, so it's it's just uh, there's a green area there to left behind the hedge, and uh, there was right. a tent in there. Um, yeah. We're yeah. trying to uh, Anne Sheehan, the, uh, who's a resident in Castle Troy. Um, so there's a lot to unpack there. Um, yeah. For, first of all, the issue of staff who have free parking, um, yes. uh, who are parking outside. The university. I mean, are you calling on the university authorities to ask their staff to stop doing that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In terms yeah. of the students, then you know who are entitled to rent, and if people in yes. these estates are prepared to rent to them, um, yes. then you know it is it is a little difficult to see how the UL authorities can manage that. Yeah, and, and we're saying like a lot of this is not just UL itself. We're here. We're we're calling on the students. Um, because if you rent a house, if you have to make it quite clear in your lease, are you also renting a parking space? So if you were taking an apartment in Dublin, um, to be quite clear whether you were entitled to a parking space or not. So they need to check with their landlord, is there a space provided or not? And most of the houses will just have one to two spaces in the driveway and possibly one in the, the public road. Now, in College Court, we have parking permits. We brought that in about 10 years ago, and that has made a huge difference um, to the parking uh, situation. So you have to have a permit to, to park on the main, the main right. street. I know you and your group have talked to councillors for the area, for example, yes. and were university authorities due to uh, brief councillors? Yes, 
So UL was supposed to brief uh, the councillors in January at their meeting, uh, but that didn't happen uh, due to a clash of appointments or whatever. So that is to happen again in February. So I suppose that's why we're trying to go a bit public as well, is just to say, look, God, I know there's a lot happening and you were talking just there about the mayor, but, you know, the council, UL, all the authorities need to get their act together. And particularly if we're expanding the universities, um, and in light of I suppose, what you were saying previously about parking in general, um, transport needs to be addressed. So we're looking at parking issues and we're looking at public transport. Um, so like public transport into UL is a joke. Um, if I want to go from UL over to Raheem um, and, or back and to make, a, to make a lecture at a particular time, I have to allow two hours either, either side of that. Um, because you're taking approximately an hour to an hour and 15 in transit itself, but then to make sure that you will arrive on time. Um, so we need to look at, at our mm. public transport and, to and from Castle Dry. And Anna, I know you represent residents living near the University of Limerick, including College Court, Elm Park, yeah. Hazelwood, Milford Grange and Oaklawns. And indeed, in a media release, you've sent photographs uh, of uh, the sort of yeah. congestion you're talking about uh, with the yeah. cars. Now, we have been in touch with the University of Limerick, not for the first time on this and they say that UL has recruited a student community engagement liaison officer and they'll take their post up on the 14th of February which happens to be St Valentine's Day their first task will be to engage with residents on the community liaison framework that has been developed issues around parking are a matter for landlords UL say UL's code of contact already covers off-campus behaviour and appropriate sanctions applied via formal complaints process under the complaints discipline and vetting unit. So again, UL is, is suggesting that they are making progress here, Anne. Yeah, well it's great to hear that because would you believe that's the first we heard of it. At our last meeting in December, we told we were told that it was being considered and was going through process. So this is the first time we've actually heard that there is a person and that person is appointed. So that is absolutely brilliant. Um, but it's sad to see that we have to come on the radio to hear that. So it, you know, it just shows how poor communication is is here they have something that we have been asking for and it's in place, but I have to come on the radio to hear it from you. Well, well and um, we're, we're glad to be of service here at Limerick yeah. Day and, and as the yeah. local radio station, so we're delighted yeah. to, to get some. Uh, uh, we're delighted and we've many more things on our agenda, Joe, so if we have to go through, you will do that because it's obviously working. Oh, okay, um, well, and I know that, so, and, and that's my final question to you then, is the, the yeah. other things that you have long talked about here, the other steps that have been taken, and I know there's been engagement with yeah. UL, uh, based on what you've just heard and the news we've given you, do you think that those other things could well be dealt with now in the coming months? Yeah, we we would hope so. Um, But just what we have done in in the recent two weeks is we've joined with UCC Waterford at Sloan Galway. Um, A lot of these issues are common to all the universities and colleges. So uh, we look forward to updating you. Great, Anne Sheehan. Well, listen, stay in touch with us. Thank you very much uh, for uh, that. Call Memory Today now on 461995.